1: As always, I'm Darren Carp, and I'm with my best bud, John Thrasher. What's going on, Mom? How are you?
0: Hi, Dad. How's it going over there?
1: Oh, I miss you. Uh And I, I feel like, weirdly, because we had such an interesting episode last week with our I friend uh, Dan and Brandy, I feel like I haven't been able to see you. Like, this feels like- I know. We took a break, even though we didn't. And in fact, we probably got more true crime knowledge last week than than ever before, but- uh, right? Have I know. You, it's have you started any of the suggestions that we were hounding you about or no?
0: Not yet, to be completely honest, because it was the holiday weekend, which most people think, yeah. you know, is a time to catch up on television. But because it's the summer, Darren, I got to be outside. I can't well, you- staying inside.
1: Did you get any fireworks? Did you see anything? Or oh, we did were the some... cicadas, like, just <laughs> killing you over here?
0: Well, thankfully, I'm happy to report the cicadas have all died or gone back underground oh, or whatever great. happens to them. I don't care. I don't want to know. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, they're gone. Um, but I did see a lot of fireworks. I did have a nice, relaxing weekend, vaccinated weekend with friends. And... Um, family and yeah, it was just a, per- a perfect summer weekend, and I really needed it. You know, Darren, you know what I've been up to, as you I know what you've been up to with our jobs, and yeah. we just needed. You know, I just need a little break from it all, like we all do in life.
1: It's kind of crazy to just think back of like where we all were. I mean, like I know people aren't like generally back at the office, so I understand that like that isn't a thing. But just like where yeah. the whole world was exactly a year ago on the 4th of July compared to this year and it's like obviously things aren't perfect but I think there's a lot of like positivity to look at yeah yeah um- just for kind sure. of coming out of there. So, yeah, I was actually in L.A. because Nadine is
0: back. She's back. Darren's babe is back you in actually, town. You
1: saw her for like two seconds. I did. Um, on a Zoom Via that Zoom, we, we yeah. were having. And uh, she was like, babe, I'm not wearing a bra. Like I, I was like, John won't I even like, notice. I was like, yeah. I don't even think he knows what boobs are. And I it turns don't. out, yep. you don't.
0: So I do We're don't. fine. We're fine. <laughs> I told her, I was like, listen, if anyone, if any guy is going to, like, see what's happening, it shouldn't be me. I mean, I'm like your brother at this spa- point.
1: You're safe space. You know yeah. what I mean? You're safe space. But it feels good to have her back. And we went to a <laughs> friend's party out yeah. here for the fourth uh and it was nice. How long had it been? Came... Three
0: months or something?
1: Yeah, about three yeah. months. So it was a much needed uh, mm. return for sure. But just out in L.A. for this week. And then I'll be back in New York City starting next week. So
0: That's fantastic. Well, congrats. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. It feels good. And to celebrate, are you drinking anything today, John?
0: I'm drinking my Baileys and coffee again because, as you can hear, my voice is a little deep today. Oh. Um, I don't Ooh. know why, actually. I've been trying to wonder. I, I haven't talked most of the day today just because things have been going on. I've just been kind of a sitting at my computer. Sure. Um, so I started talking to you, and I'm like, what's going on with my voice, it sounds, guys?
1: It sounds fine for me. I mean, remember last week, my voice was like absolutely shot. Yeah. So, you know, maybe there's just something in the air, but I understand. Well,
0: I will say just briefly before we get into the to this week's episode, I want to know what you're drinking, too. I saw Black Widow last night with Scarlett Johansson, which was a is a Marvel movie, Darren. As that's the only time I pay for movie tickets. As now, wait, you know. two
1: two questions. One okay. is is Black Widow something that you have to go into theaters for, or if you pay like the three hundred thousand dollars to Disney Plus, you can watch it on <laughs> Disney Plus. Is that also?
0: It is an option. It's called Premier Access. This is not okay. an ad, by the way. I just know this. Um, no, this you... is
1: just Nerd Alert for a Nerd out Alert. There. This exactly. is Nerd Alert. And if then... you have a
0: Disney Plus subscription, you can pay thirty dollars for what's called the Premier Access version of black also widow and you can watch it 30
1: million dollars yeah. to me pretty much same um, that's thing, yeah. that's how i view it and then mm-hmm. i think i saw your tweet where you were like i had popcorn and cherry coke for dinner or something which was yeah. that right did you have that's to right re- nature, is okay, healing, yes, um, nature is healing i said yes nature is healing i'm
0: getting nature's getting back to what it was meant to be doing which is having me in a movie theater eating popcorn and watching marvel movies and cherry coke for dinner Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention it because when I came out of that movie, which by the way, I'm so excited. We'll talk about that on another episode, maybe on our Patreon show NMR, but, um,
1: she's a spider, right?
0: Well, not technically. Black Widow, Black Widow is a spider. Yes. Okay. Um, So
1: like, I mean, is it like spider? Like,
0: She's not like Spider Woman. No, no, no. It's basically the Widow is um, in Marvel comics like a team of like female assassins from Russia. So she's one of the Black Widows uh, from that program, and that this movie is all about the backstory of that. And it's it was really really good. I was like kind of nervous because I don't love that character you know me I'm all about the witches and the magic and the power Mm -hmm, rangers mm -hmm. of it all of course Um, so this you know um, this character is very like down to earth and like doesn't have superpowers or anything like that but she's great at what she does
1: she doesn't have superpowers but she's like an assassin
0: she's an assassin she's a very good fighter she's very smart she has access to all these other like tools and um, weapons and stuff so she's really a badass it's amazing actually um, and they kind of poke fun at that in the movie, like, you're not exactly Thor from space, you know, a god or something, and it's hilarious. Right, she's
1: just a woman, how powerful could she be, right? Well, right, I exactly, mean, right? What, what, she could she, what could she do? You know what I mean? Like, without a man, is a woman really capable right? of anything superpower? No. Oh
0: dear, I let's think, not isolate you know, that audio, Darren, Yeah. Well, that's on I the think, front page of People I, Magazine. I, I do work. hope
1: that people realize that I am gravely joking, joking about that. Hence the reason uh, she's yeah. not Thor, because, you know, whatever. But right. um, So
0: I came out of the theater and it was like fog city. You couldn't see like three feet in front of you. And I'm like, is this why my voice is weird? That can't be the reason. But anyway, well, here I, I am with a deep voice.
1: Well, allergies have been bad. I um, Since I'm in L.A., yeah. it's a little bit early for me today. And um, okay. I actually went to this beautiful restaurant last night and had a bunch of sake. So this morning I'm mm. having an iced st- coffee is what I'm going to be having today, so nothing nothing, mage, no alcoholic drinks for me this morning.
0: All right, fair enough. I, I love that get... you're representing those of us who are listening without drinking at the moment, which...
1: Amen, you know, and I just wanted yeah. to, uh, you know, start the case with a little bit of energy, because this one's this one's a little bit of a doozy today that we're going to... Uh, yeah. A lot of them are doozies. I think anything that kind of involves <laughs> true crime is going to be a doozy, so I get that, but... Well,
0: uh, we were going to be called Shaken and Doozies, but we yes. it just didn't come off the tongue the same well, way. I,
1: I told you that you know when I was like sixteen or whatever, my parents took us to the Caribbean with their friends, and like you, our house was like on this bluff, and you had to like walk down to the beach, and there was like a lot of steps, like a hundred steps to walk down to the beach, and yeah, my parents and their friends were like Darren because you're young, like go up and make us drinks, and like oh. I didn't know the proper cocktail, so I literally put like nine <laughs> shots of vodka in, and then probably like a <laughs> splash of orange juice, and they called them Darren doozies because oh that's been, right like, yeah, because yes. like twenty yes. minutes are passed out, so Darren so doozy. Does make sense.
0: Do you ever feel like you're being followed around the internet and maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you? Our new sponsor, IPVanish VPN, is here to help you take back your privacy and help become anonymous on the internet. So, what is it? IPVanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing. That's important because what you're doing on the internet is no one else's business but yours. IP Vanish helps you remain anonymous and secure on the internet. And for listeners of our show, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 65% off. So just $3.49 for the first month or $31.49 for the year. That's an amazing deal. Here's everything you're going to get with it too. Anonymous IP address. This means your personal IP address can't be tracked by anyone on the web. Circumvent any online censorship. IPVanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70-plus locations. Get protection when using public Wi-Fi. This is super important. Remember, with IPVanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. You also get 24-7 support. Email them, chat with them. You can even call them. They're there to help. So go to IPVanish.com slash Shaken and claim your 65% savings. Like I said, they have plans starting at just $3.49 or $31.49 a year. This is the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IPVanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot, and that's with more than 6,000 reviews. Remember, it's IPVanish.com Shaken to get the deal and start protecting yourself online.
1: Sean Alexander grew up in a northeast neighborhood of Atlanta, Georgia, with his parents, Gerald and Cynthia, and his younger sister. Sean's father, Gerald, was and possibly still is the chief executive of International Capital Corporation, <laughs> which is a global real estate investment banking firm based in San Francisco, which All the things I just said, I'm not sure that I said in English because I don't know what that means, but uh, it's a little above our pay grade to understand what that means, John. We're just media podcasters here.
0: Right, right. We can only do so much.
1: Sean graduated from high school in 1996, so he is 10 years older than me because I graduated high school in 2006, so he's Oh, okay, there you go. Sean graduated from high school in 1996. His high school yearbook presented him as the president of the Thespians. I was the president of another type
0: of Of another type group. of group. Hey,
1: hey. Uh, There you go. But <laughs> the business manager of the high school newspaper and an environmental club <gasps> member. Wait so, a minute,
0: Darren. Yes. I was. Oh, no. What was I? What's a I business know, I... manager of a well, high I was school say, newspaper? I like, guess like. Need to get?
1: The local ad from, like the <laughs> baseball team? What the fuck are you I getting? don't
0: I guess that is what that is, but I'm forgetting my title, but I was like right below the editor in chief of my okay. high school newspaper and Darren, I was in the environmental club. So this is very weird to Envi-
1: me. What did you do in the environmental
0: club? So basically we would have these things, they were called the Envirathons and oh my they God, were stopped. I John. know, I know. And basically a team from each grade in each county high school would study up and, you know, learn about all the different things in environmental sciences. And there'd be this big... Um like uh, event at a nearby state park where all the teams would get together and you would compete against each other in like experiments and or identifying to, like, to rock type
1: problem or something like
0: sort of water or... it wasn't that it wasn't that intense yet when I was in high school, you know, like um, global warming was just kind of becoming a, a known thing at that point. Um, and like, honestly, I just feel like the internet was kind of new. So people weren't as aware of things at that time. I'm really dating myself. Yeah. Okay. Boomer. I know, right? But it was really fun, you know. I wasn't like a huge environmental science person, but I did well enough in this class. That they wanted me to be on that team. We didn't do great at the at the event. Well, that's but cool. It was really fun nonetheless. And Darren, your uh, your biggest fan, Annie, who is a friend of mine, oh, I've I love made Annie. Here, she's an environmental science teacher, so she's excited that we're having this conversation right now. Oh
1: well, and my mom is an environmental engineer, so there that's you go. right. There you go. It is funny how like when we're young. Like when you, mm-hmm. when you, when you know the least about yourself is when you're the most <laughs> excited to like go participate in things.
0: Because, <laughs> like, like, could
1: you imagine now, John, if I was like, do you want to enjoy my environmental club after work? You'd be like, um, uh, gotta go. no, not yeah. because you're not interested in it, just because it's like, no one wants to do anything when you grow up. Like you always and just want to like go home after work, you
0: know? Totally. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on that. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, Sean's yearbook, which I appreciate this, uh, also named him Worst Driver, (laughs) which I didn't know was a superlative, or I guess the opposite of superlative. Mm. Uh, uh, He frequently got into car accidents with stationary objects, like trees (laughs) or parked cars. Well... I gotta be honest with you, that, like, I've never gotten into an accident, thank God, when I've been on the road. Like, at least nothing, like, nothing, you know, I I might have had, like, a fender mender here and there, but never anything, like, I ran into a tree, or, you know, my dad's, like, totaled cars before. If I was Sean's parents, and, like, I had a kid that frequently got into car accidents... (laughs) And because it's so common and, like, cars are so deadly, I got to be honest with you. Like, this gives me heart palpitations if I was yeah, his parents. I know. Like, it scares yeah. me a little bit. And, however, no matter how many cars were wrecked, or no matter how many cars he wrecked, rather, his parents never seemed to have trouble replacing them. Oh, Quote, okay. Quote, he always got new cars said former classmate John Tinkin um, I'm assuming he got them from his parents let me just tell mm. you if I I got my first car which was my mom's car which was a beautiful car I loved it it was a Volvo a red Volvo when nice. I was a junior in high school because I guess mm-hmm. I was 17 mm-hmm. the, if I had if I had like dented the, there's no reason my parents would have bought me another one like that was it like they're not buying me yeah, many cars no. like that's it you get your one and you're done I was lucky enough to get a car.
0: Well, Um, it's funny you say that because if I can just jump in really quickly, because when I was in high school, my grandfather bought a car for me. And Darren, I'm just going to tell you, and I love BMWs. He got me a 92 BMW. Okay. I was very pumped about it.
1: That's cool.
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean,
1: it's old in terms of. No, no, no. It was
0: very cool. And yeah, at the time, even it was old, but like not even that old. It was just exciting to have a car. What color was it? Well, let me tell you, oh, he, no. he was having it um, worked on uh, before he bought it, so he hadn't actually bought it yet, or maybe he did buy it, because I'm pretty sure he did, yeah, and, um, but he didn't have insurance on it yet, he bought it off of a friend or something, and you know, I, it's just me, I don't need anything crazy, but I, you know, it was a car. Well, like, two months into getting worked on, the place that it was getting worked on burned to the ground, including the car.
1: Are you kidding?
0: Yeah. And to your point that you were just saying So you saying never about, even drove it? Didn't drive it. And let me tell you what happened as a result of that. So as you were just saying, you know, like, you don't get, like, another Volvo if you break up, you know, you destroy your Volvo. Well, they just, were, they were like, sorry, they that car burned up. We don't have another one for you. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just, you know, save up or whatever. Well, Darren, I didn't get my driver's license until I was 20 years old. Isn't that weird?
1: You didn't get a driver's license until you <laughs> no. 20 years old?
0: No, and here, it's so weird. Like, I talk to my friends about it now, and we're like, oh, yeah. Like, all of my friends got their license before me and had cars before I did. So, wow, like... dude. They were just always willing to come pick me up because they were all so excited that they had, you know, their license just, and a car.
1: <laughs> it's such a, it's such a monumental time. I know. Right? Like getting a car and then and you I kind was of got your, so, s- like snatched away. Yes. But like, I remember even beforehand when like, you know, the early 2000s movies, right, is what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Like when it was like, oh my God, you got a car? Like what kind of car did you get? Like, Totally. It was all about but I don't remember really that being a thing. Like, I don't remember, like, I got my mom's car, and I loved it. It was a great car. Like, I was very happy mm-hmm, to have it. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember there being, like, a cool status with it.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, Do you I know think what I mean? Like, was it wasn't like, oh, he yeah. has
1: a Range Rover. Like, oh, maybe it was yeah, just, like, no. my high school that I went into. But I just remember thinking before, it, it I thought it was going to be a lot of a bigger deal than it actually ended up
0: being. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least
1: my superlative in high school was not worst driver. Worst so, driver, that's true. So his parents keep buying, or supposedly his parents keep buying these cars, and in spite of his affluence, Sean seemed to be a bit of an outsider who tried to make friends by throwing big parties at his parents' luxurious home. Hmm. Been there many Mm -hmm. times. Now, Mm -hmm. often these parties would be catered with security guards on site to prevent the high schoolers from bringing in beer. One neighbor even recalled a large inflatable bounce house making appearances at parties. Okay, this is like... In that MTV show, My Super Sweet Sixteen, <laughs> yes. when parents spend like four hundred thousand dollars and get their like sixteen mm-hmm. year old not even being able to drive like a Lamborghini and you're like, Okay, yeah. I hate all of you. This is what that's like to me. By
0: After the way, the- I was yeah. at a party this last weekend over Fourth of July weekend and um, there was a bounce house for uh, the kids. For the kids.
1: And you oh, and, and yeah, okay, and by that I mean you got in it.
0: I tried to get in it, and someone pulled me away and asked me they to They kicked leave. you yeah. out? Yeah, because yep. you're like, they you're not wanted
1: here, out. Boomer. You're not wanted I'm like,
0: here. I've had four Seagram's, like, um, island drinks. I'm fine.
1: Yeah, you're like, I'm good. I'm just going to throw up on all these little kids here. But- <laughs> right. Well, after graduation, Sean was accepted to Hofstra University in Hempstead, Long Island, where he enrolled in September of 2006. So I keep getting that <laughs> wrong. Wow. After, gradu- I <laughs> after yeah, graduation- After yeah. graduation- After graduation, Sean was accepted to Hofstra University in Hempstead, Long Island, where he enrolled in September of 1996 as a business student and joined the Sigma Alpha Epsilon fraternity. And in 1998, Sean was disciplined through the school for making fraternity pledges eat olives, doused in Tabasco sauce. Now, I was in Greek life... Mm-hmm. I was hazed. My best friend Brian was was the president of Deke, and I knew that he, I I didn't know the oh. exact ins and outs of the hazing that he went through, but let's just say the, the and I think he wouldn't mind me saying this, the semester that yeah. he was pledging, he, like, did not get very good grades, and then, like, mm. had to, you know, and then it took his entire college to kind of, like, get that up because it was very intense, but I will say, of all the horror stories I've heard, and, you know, John, I'm sure you can probably relate because you went to a huge school where I'm yeah, sure yeah, Greek yeah, life yeah. was massive. Oh yeah, eating olives doused in Tabasco sauce like doesn't feel that bad to me. As compared a, to
0: the things compared I've compared to yeah. what I've
1: heard, like yeah. I'm not I'm not encouraging anyone to do this, but like I could also see like my brother eating this, right? You know, like right. I don't I don't believe in hazing. It just doesn't seem as bad as like no. the things I've heard, right? Like yeah. you and I, have am terrible shit.
0: Oh my god! I went to West Virginia University, which just had their Greek life shut down a few years ago because (laughs) because I don't even remember why. Like something really crazy. I hope nothing horrible happened. It probably did, but no. But
1: like people die, and I'm not encouraging. I'm just saying like people have died. So eating olives doused in Tabasco sauce like seems a minor offense to me.
0: Right, and as to your point, like, there are probably, like, random weird guys that have eaten this, including, like, your brother. You said. Yeah, well, my brother not weird, us. but... Yeah. No, well, he is, but that's He's not... Weird. okay, that. that's yeah, for you to say, say. Not, not me, but, yeah.
1: By 2001, 23-year-old Sean was still a sophomore, having completed only 51 of the 120 credits needed for graduation since his enrollment. Mm. So, you know, um... Kind of falling by the wayside a little bit here. I mean, considering the fact that he graduated high school and he was the president of all these clubs, he was a business manager, it does seem like a little bit of a fall from grace here of what Sean's going through.
0: Yeah, his primary goal at school, let me pause because I forgot the ad break— Sean's primary goal at school seemed to be working to impress all the younger students. In fact, once he posted a note online saying, quote, my life is dedicated to keeping my fraternity number one on campus, my girlfriend smiling and my Land Rover clean. I mean, I mean listen, yeah. I don't want to label anybody. I don't want to make. But that's kind of a douchey thing to say. But this okay? is like the
1: most cishet. Thing a, like right. a dude exactly. can say. like it's just uh, with a chance yeah. for cisgender heterosexual, and yeah. obviously, I just mean, this is so like, this is like, yeah. this is what dudes say, like, my friend, my girl, my car. I right? know,
0: you know, it's hard, it's weird because being my age now, looking back at college, you know, it was always such a happy thing for me. Like, I had so much fun in college, and I did great in college, it was like just a great experience for me. But, you know, at the same time, there are people that are just looking for their identity there. They're figuring themselves out. I was lucky that I didn't really have that feeling at that time. But so maybe this is just, you know, the way he's starting to identify. He just wants to be this, like, as you said, cishet type of person. I don't know. It's hard right. to judge people that are just trying to fit in is what I'm trying to
1: oh, say. Oh, uh, yes. It's just like like of course co- like, doing. That, what though. a college kid to say like
0: yes, exactly. You know, frat, yes.
1: girl car. Like I'm okay. in
0: my I'm at college guys yeah. and I Keep got my, my girlfriend. girlfriend.
1: Smiling. <laughs> like yeah, that's my goal too, but like come on now. Yeah.
0: Right. All right. Well, 20-year-old Max Kolb from Kingston, Massachusetts, also enrolled at Hofstra as a film major in 2000 and was also a sophomore in 2001. I want to say my best friend went to Hofstra. I've been on that campus a few times, so I do have some experience, there. So, it's a
1: lovely campus out in Long Island. Yeah. Lovely campus. Yep. Yeah,
0: it is. Well, Max was described as a quiet, sincere young man who would stay up all night to help out his close friends. By the way, also me and my best friend, helping them move into a new place right now. That. Went to Hofstra, so there you go. Oh, well, there um, you go. There you, you go. He was, you. That's right. This could be me. That's the this big twist. He was a major technophile uh, and film buff.
1: Uh, uh, are we joking? He, uh, does he, he had, specialize you, in Spice Girl like paraphernalia? Is, because this is you.
0: On his dorm room desk, he was known to keep a neat schedule of TV programs he didn't want to miss. Remember, this maybe was 2001. This
1: is me maybe this is me. <laughs> this whole case is
0: very weirdly both of us. It's like a yes. mix of us. <laughs> yes well max was a good a good student a member of the dean's list and was notoriously straight laced he even sent daily emails to check in with his mom well darren what was i doing right before we called today i was talking to your mom you were talking to your mom the butterfly queen that's right in 2001 23 year old sean and his 19 year old roommate noah mishner happened to room on the same dorm floor as max did you ever live in the dorms by the way
1: I did. I lived yeah. in the dorms my freshman sophomore year, and then I lived in my sorority house my junior year, and then on, and then I lived in like a house with my two best friends, which are still like on campus. It's like campus yeah, housing, yeah. but you have your own house. Uh, my right, senior year, right. yeah,
0: that's cool. I I only lived in the dorm my freshman year, and it was. Crazy. More it's on an that experience. I, I do yeah. feel
1: like you kind of need that as a freshman. Like, yeah, I, want, I had co-ed do. dorms. Like, that's what I mm-hmm. wanted. Like, you want to, like, sometimes I feel like city kids don't get that, like, quad life totally. sometimes. Totally. You know, and, and you, you need that a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, in an interview with the New York Times, Noah stated, quote, Max would come in our room and hang out once in a while. But as usual, Chandra was a high-traffic party area where lots of students would frequently stop to hang out. Um, so he was kind of like the central party guy in the dorm. Yeah. It sounds like we. He's I think older. all dorms have that. Yeah,
1: right. He's the frat guy. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, the room Sean and Noah shared had a 67-inch oh. TV. Daria, uh, didn't you just buy something like this?
1: I did, and it was 75, so, house oh. know, not everyone can be as, you know, big oh. as me. Size matters, wow. people. That's right.
0: Wow. 75. I can't even imagine what that looks John, like. John, you it's like have a, to
1: come over. It's like Is a, it a
0: whole wall? Like, my God.
1: It, it could be bigger. Like, I was like, should I have gone with the 85? Like, literally, <laughs> that's my life. Anyway, I digress. Okay, well,
0: they had a 67-inch, and I would say, you know, back in the early 2000s, those were probably very, Even very expensive.
1: Insanely expensive. Like, 67 inches, like, yeah. gourmet of televisions, especially yeah, yeah. back then. Even now, it's very big. I'd so say so. I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah. We
0: also had a music system. Darren, I don't know if you have that and a smoke machine oh. for your video game system. But- oh, yeah. Um, it's all. Uh-huh. He also had an elaborate light setup, all paid for by his dad.
1: Okay, this could easily be you because I know you love your, like <laughs> colorful LEDs. Connected I do have two lights. You yes. know, heart monitor. I don't even know what the hell you. My want
0: heart monitor. monitor. Uh, we don't oh know what's God. happening in
1: John Dasher's house. That's,
0: That's cool actually sad. not a bad idea. I should look into that. Oh, well, God. one year he even rented out a Times Square penthouse for oh. Sean and his friends to party on New Year's Eve. So although Max may have gone to Sean's room to hang out or party, it wasn't necessarily because they were good friends. In fact, Sean and Max were really only ever spoken of as having two major interactions during their time uh, at school together. Darren, why don't you tell us what those things were?
1: Yeah, I will. And I'm just saying, like, that's kind of common, right? I mean, like, I've been to plenty of, like, frats or dorm rooms where it's like, you know people of people. And, like, that's sort of the college experience. So this is kind of... This is tracking, you know. There's some some rich kids that parents pay for stuff, so this this doesn't seem too yeah. weird to me.
0: And it's how you meet people, by the way. Like you right, just exactly. stumble into dorm rooms and suddenly you're best friends. At least that's what I would do.
1: Well, in the fall of 2000, during the first week of Max's sophomore year, Sean accompanied Max to his first Hofstra bar. Then in December, Sean invited Max on a Vermont camping trip. He took with a few of his fraternity members. In a New York Times interview, classmate Patrick Teague recalled the Sigma Alpha Epsilon members kind of thought that it was strange because here he was with his fraternity members and then he brought this kid and they asked Sean, why did you bring this kid camping? And Sean made a joke. <laughs> so, by the way, for not ha- like two major interactions, I mean, these are major interactions. I mean, he's yeah. inviting him on this camping trip with his frat brothers. And remember, it right. seems like he only really kind of cares about his frat brothers. So, Right. Aside from these two instances, though, none of the guys' classmates seemed to be aware of Sean and Max being more than kind of just casual acquaintances. Hmm. On April 28th, Max had a scheduled dinner date with his parents, but failed to show up, which left them worried. Max's parents reported their son missing to the Nassau Nassau County Police, and for three weeks, investigators, classmates, university employees, and his parents all searched for Max. Now. I know this a little bit just in some research that I've sort of done where where people go missing and you know Mm -hmm. I was actually talking about this recently with a guy who we used to interview uh, for Martinez and Murder this guy Billy Jensen who does Mm -hmm. a bunch of you know true crime stuff and
0: he's amazing
1: he's amazing and you know that movie Taken where it's kind of like if you don't find the person in 72 hours like the chances you know go severely down and well, though, well, that might have been slightly exaggerated because a lot of times, as, as he pointed out, missing persons, like the way that you report them doesn't yeah. – es- like you can report a kid who's like been a runaway, but then they come back and they don't necessarily take that off the list. So
0: right. it's kind
1: of a little bit of a skewed statistic, but for three weeks looking for a college kid yeah. doesn't seem to like – add up considering he's like emailing his mom every day I was just gonna
0: say that right he's that kind of guy
1: he's that kind of guy so this is even more mysterious to me and so it doesn't necessarily imply death but it's a little it's super super sussy it's super Sussy. sussy
0: yeah it's sussy
1: well, upon investigation, Max's dorm room was found locked. His car was parked nearby, and records show that he had last used his u- university meal card to buy dinner on the evening of April twenty fourth, and there was just no sign of him after that night. The community. Um, went I'm
0: so sorry to interrupt, but I, I would just have to comment on university meal cards. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
1: Saviors? I wish I had one now.
0: <laughs> I don't know about you. But my, you uni- I stopped paying that part of my tuition because I was so disgusted by the food on campus. Keep um, going. Don't want to no. make light of a situation. Mm-hmm.
1: I want my meal card now. Like I would. I like. You wouldn't
0: want that now. I
1: ha- I'm a glutton for like bad food. Like I love like you know. You come bar a-
0: now that you say that. I know. I what love you're a saying. cardboard
1: pizza. Yeah, yeah. I'm like all about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll gourmet, yeah, but like let's be frank here.
0: I just remember so- when we were in New Orleans, we went to this like dive restaurant, and we were yeah. just eating like the worst. Food. We were like both drunk in the middle of New Orleans, like just hanging out and loving I mean, each did other. You, did and just... you
1: hear me complain? I had like three shooting <laughs> no, boys that night. I was like, Bring it on. That's
0: right. Like, well, That's exactly what i had. Give me more
1: sweet tea. Oh I was just God. like in the vibes. Love so anyway. It. Well, the community went all out, hanging up posters throughout Hempstead yeah. and nearby towns, giving radio interviews, searching all of his favorite places to hang out. It seems like Max had just vanished. And finally, after three weeks of searching, authorities uh, received a break in the case in the form of an anonymous tip. Max had been seen leaving his dorm with Sean Alexander around 1.30 a.m. on April 25th. Now, keep in mind, meal card was used at April 24th, presumably right. for dinner, right? Makes right. sense.
0: Hours you later. eat before you go
1: out. Hours later, Next day at 1.30 a.m., you're leaving your dorm, presumably to party. Nothing crazy there. Max had been seen getting into Sean's Land Rover, and the two left campus together. On Monday, Hmm. May 14th, the police executed a search warrant for Sean's car. The next day, on Tuesday, Hmm. May 15th, Sean was taken into custody and questioned. Remember, he's the last person that they know that has seen Max alive. So this is standard procedure here. This is standard.
0: Yeah, and just also, I was just thinking, for anyone who doesn't know, Hofstra University is only, what, Darren, about an hour, hour and a half from... New York City so oh,
1: even I would say even probably closer, closer Like no yeah. traffic could be 45 minutes yeah yeah it's, it's close
0: so we're in the New York City metropolitan area essentially so when you have a missing person case in the New York City area it's going to be very hard to pinpoint
1: and also a rich college kid and Sean yeah. like they could have gone into the city like the world is their oyster you know Tell what I mean right. so yeah
0: exactly well during interviewed um sorry what the hell <laughs> Why did I say that? My brain is not working. Here we go. During videotaped questioning, Sean first told authorities an odd story about having blacked out and waking up in a car, uh, in his car, the next day covered in blood. Now oh, imagine... Yeah. How, many, like, how
1: many college nights <laughs> have you and I had like this, John? <laughs> How many right nights. Where we wake up covered in nights. blood. You wake uh. up with rainbow vomit from gummy bears yeah. in an Amy Winehouse wig. Some wake up in blood. It's Some do
0: that. Yeah. Some do
1: that. Some do yeah.
0: that. After police pressed him, Sean finally admitted to Max's murder, as well as where they could find Max, buried near a barbecue pit at a house he had rented in Long Beach. I mean, okay, I don't know. The thought of being buried near a barbecue pit just sounds so disrespectful and... Like, what is his motive at this point? We need to figure that part out as well.
1: Right. Uh, because, like, right now we have no reason to why this kid would want to ruin his life.
0: Right. In his statement, Sean told authorities that he had lured Max to a nearby Econo Lodge motel in Hicksville, telling Max he had a problem and wanted someone to talk to. Once they were inside room 102 of the motel, by the way, I wonder if that's still there, Sean made a sexual advance at Max, who quote, apparently, quote-unquote, freaked out. Um, mm. Sean claimed... I was kind of wondering that, by the way, because... He, let me say this. Because he's, like, of,
1: inviting his friend on a frat yeah. trip. Well, so not it's just, like a little, like, he, secret love? Like, That, that? too. And then okay, I was like... Okay. And then I
0: was thinking about how, like, friends didn't really know them as being that close. But they apparently were, and that is usually a sign of somebody hanging out, you know, in the background. And, le- and
1: let me just say, this was ten years before, yeah. you, and I, you know, in theory that you and I were in college, and like yeah. even when I was in school, like you know, I'm thirty-three now. The gay marriage was not a thing. I went, you know, I am a woman, which I think also has sometimes different stigma than men, right? For Where sure, it's like yeah. there's a there's only an environment of women kind of hooking up with women in college to like impress the boys, yeah. right? And not really that's that double standard that doesn't really exist for men. You know, like yeah, totally. And I'm sure you can relate, John. If you're kissing a boy, people can be like, You're gay, as opposed to being mm-hmm. like, No, I'm just hooking up with my friends. So, you know, <laughs> it I remember being very when I say embarrassed, I meant very like I was very aware that I was different and mm. wanting to sort of hide this because being mm. different when you're younger isn't as fun. Right, uh, I, yeah. I think it's I think it's hard to embrace that in a lot of ways. Um, even though I think it should be embraced, but I sort totally. of understand from a male's perspective especially that you I, I understand him trying to hide it a little bit or being embarrassed by it because it's it's a very it's formative years that are very very tough.
0: And it's, you're trying to make friends. You're in a fraternity. And, like and that's the not. They're not the most accepting. Of, yeah,
1: especially guys. Especially that type of environment back then. So yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: understood. Well, well, Sean claimed that he'd then flown into a fury at being rejected. He pinned Max to the ground with his knees. Put his hand over Max's mouth and stabbed him repeatedly with a kitchen knife. Is it
1: is, is it not weird that Sean is like uh, being honest about him making the sexual advance right. to Max, and then and then it almost seems like I, wow, I this you're being so honest with us right now of admitting this. It seems and this kind also of doesn't.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. This also isn't feeling like it's adding up, if I'm being honest. Like, that's your reaction? Like, it was either, like, make out with me or I'm going to murder you with a kitchen knife? That's not adding up. In my
1: yeah, head. that doesn't seem right. Okay. Well,
0: Sean then admitted that after Max was dead, he had hugged and caressed the corpse. Psyche. Ugh.
1: I can't believe he's admitting this. I can't I know. believe he's admitting this. Okay. And then as
0: the sun rose, Sean wrapped Max's body in two plastic bags and a tarp, dragged it out of the now blood splattered room. By the way, remember, they're in a hotel room and put it back and uh, put it in the back of his Land Rover. Sean checked out of the motel at 540 a.m. commenting to the desk clerk, quote, I'm sorry, there's blood in my room. I cut my knee. Now, imagine being the desk clerk and someone says this. I mean, maybe it's because I'm doing a true crime podcast, but my first instinct would be like, okay, have a great day and then call the police because there's no way I'm going in there.
1: My first instinct was like, my first instinct was like, why say anything?
0: Well, that's true too. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, it depends on how much blood there is. If it's, like, a drop of blood, uh, and which, by the way, I don't think people should just be leaving bodily fluids around. But, like, if there was a drop of blood in the bathroom, I'm sure the cleaning people or whatever would like, know okay, how to handle like, that. People yeah. shave, whatever. But if it's, like, blood spatter all over the wall, I don't think anyone's going to think that your fucking knee got hit, bro. Like, well... <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, exactly
1: Come
0: on. Yeah. Well, the Lodge manager, Amy Sharkey Stated in an interview with the New York Post Quote, there was a lot of blood on the floor But there was no evidence of a struggle And there were no complaints of noise End quote Explaining that when she saw the bloody room She had called a cleaning crew And not the police I guess, to your wow. point, Darren Like, it was enough that w- it was noticeable But not enough that seemed, I guess Like, out of the ordinary Of something that could be cleaned right away
1: I mean, Sean claims he stabbed him repeatedly with a kitchen knife. I That seems brutal to me. I it know. Made, it's hard. Maybe, guess, he, to, maybe he cleaned
0: it. I was just going to say, yeah, maybe he cleaned a lot of it up or yeah. something. I mean, that's so disturbing. But, well, Max's body remained in Sean's Land Rover for the next seven I, days. No,
1: no,
0: no. As no. Sean continued to drive around it. Now, remember, his motto at the beginning of this episode was keeping his girlfriend smiling, which obviously is not a thing. Um, if he's into this Max guy and um, keeping his Land Rover clean, which he's not doing no. either. But
1: remember, he's also the worst driver, and I, and I hate mm. to say it in such a way, but like, does it not smell like it's a, well, it's a decomposing body for well, he was.
0: Days. It's a great question because he was even given rides to his friends. And one friend who rode in the car during this time stated that the smell was so bad, he'd suggested roadkill might have been trapped behind the wheel.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very disturbing. I mean, imagine being in a car like that. Ugh, oh that would be God. so disturbing. Well, Sean then moved the body to a storage unit in Garden City where he kept it for five days. You know, you have to wonder this what's going through his head. This a
1: day old body now. This is disgusting yeah. okay what's and plan p- by the here? way people and is by the way plan?
0: people are probably still looking for him at this point you know he's been missing um so finally sean asked a neighbor at the long beach rental home to move her car so that he could unload something into the backyard 12 days after max's death his body was buried in a shallow grave by the home's barbecue pit as we had mentioned previously um, it sounds to me like, you know, I'm, I'm not to defend Sean by any means. He's, ob- he's a killer. But it sounds to me that he wasn't sure what to do with the body. And that well, that's maybe what was it was. Say, and that like, maybe it really was one of those kind of crimes of passion. Like he didn't plan to kill him, but. He just, quote unquote, snapped. Right. Um. Otherwise, you know, because if you're running around with a body for days on end, you're probably freaking out. You probably didn't mean to do it. But, but know?
1: let me just juxtapose that for a second. Yeah. Because you're probably freaking out, but you're giving rights to your friends wow, with the bodies decomposing. So it's like, like, guys, part don't of worry me about is like, are smell. you, right? Are you like doubling down and trying to hide in plain sight? Or are you yeah. a psychopath to some extent where it's like, you don't realize right. what you've Done and like kind of like are you blacking out? There's just like a lot of questions here about what was yeah. going through his mind and that same night Sean led authorities to Max's body at the Long Beach mm. rental where they found his remains naked, mutilated, bound with duct tape, and gagged. So oh, let dear. me just say, crime of passion for a body to be mutilated, I I don't know. Like
0: <sighs> Right You know, even
1: if you blacked out and came to <sighs> I'd like to think that you wouldn't continue mutilating the body, like. Well,
0: also, if it's duct tape and gagged, like that tells me right, that like there's is, more to this.
1: This is this is cold blooded murder. Now, prosecutor Fred Klein stated to the New York Post, "quote Max was gutted, cut from the sternum to the uh, belly button. He was missing one of his thighs. It was oh one God. of the most disturbing murder scenes I've seen in my 22 years. He was very methodical and violent for a first time offender. So here we go. This is not this is not like oh I kissed well, a boy I was and I'm say, embarrassed now. This is yeah." This is now into territory that, you know, you and I are all too familiar with. Sean yeah. told authorities that he, quote, did all that stuff after I killed him, which, by mm. the way, is not normal either.
0: No, definitely not.
1: After conducting an autopsy, investigators were led to believe that the reality of events was even more sinister than Sean initially disclosed. Oh, A large quantity, the date rate of GHP, which is gamma hydro- hydroxybutyrate, uh, which... Unfortunately, I know some friends that uh, take GHP uh, oh. recreationally, but I also know some friends, female friends specifically, that have been um, drugged with GHP. Mm. So I kind of, I, I know it all too well. Um, I actually think it's GHB, uh, but, the, but GHP could be like another form of it. But it was sure. found in Max's system, and they also learned that Sean had, fa- had bound Max with duct tape and photographed him. Before mutilating his body So this is. I take back
0: what I was saying This isn't a crime of passion, keep going
1: No, and Prosecutor Klein commented The evidence would show that Sean killed Max Kolb For the thrill of it, and not, as he told police Because Max Kolb refused his advances Mm -hmm. It clearly wasn't a question of him being rebuffed It's clear there was no struggle Mm. In Sean's room The police found a steak knife inside a backpack And they believe this to be the murder weapon By the way, a steak knife?
0: Ugh, of all things
1: but, like, can that cut? Like, it's just, like, oh, my I God. That, well, it was later found that, all told, Sean had brought duct tape, a rope, two knives, and GHB with him to pick up Max before the two left for uh-huh. the hotel. Sean was arrested on second-degree murder charges and arraigned on May 17, 2001, where the court ordered him to be held without bail. On July second, two 2001, Sean pled not guilty to first-degree murder of Max Kolb, with his defense team telling journalists that they were leaning towards pursuing an insanity defense, which... To some extent, for a kid that doesn't—for a first-time offender, if this is true, seems very—it this. does seem like it could have been an insanity case because this just doesn't kind of match the profile of somebody, I think— I have like, a hard time with it. It's like insanity. a blackout. I know. I know. Me too. Me too.
0: Yeah, I just Me mean too. because of the premeditation behind it. So I'm surprised they would even try to go down that road. Although maybe a that first is something fence? I'm Fence? Yeah, yeah it just yeah. it seems
1: like for not being at least From what we know, you know, even starting to smell animals or being violent with girlfriends or something like that, well, the judge gave the defense team 45 days to consider whether they wanted to move forward with the insanity defense, at the same time granting the prosecution 120 days to determine whether they wish to seek the death penalty at Hmm. trial
0: wow well capital cases like that darren are extremely rare in uh new york in new york state which is a very kind of progressive state well um
1: in ways it is in certain ways yes
0: well and since the death penalty was reinstated in new york in 1995 there have only been yeah there have only been 12 capital cases in nassau county and none have resulted in an execution even if his execution was highly unlikely, the, lax- the last execution in New York State took place in April 1963, so like 30, 40 years before this.
1: Right, which also begs the question of why reinstate it? And right, why, like, like, right. I don't know. Like in 50 years, you and I'm not encouraging people to execute someone, but like clearly, yeah. they're yeah, okay. Anyway,
0: well, even if. Yeah, even if his execution was highly unlikely, a guilty verdict for the first-degree murder in New York State bears the possible punishments of death and life without the possibility of parole. Sean's trial was set to commence on January 6, 2003. However, just before the start of the jury selection, the very first part of a trial, of course, Sean surprised everyone by entering a plea of guilty to the second-degree murder and kidnapping of Max Kolb. By pleading guilty... Now, isn't this interesting how you can negotiate yourself around all this stuff? My, well, that's by, what
1: our criminal justice system yeah. is, right? Like, and unfortunately, it, it's in place because sometimes people are more willing to talk and solve other cases if you can that's kind true. of give them something. So there's good and And maybe, and that's, a it. Yeah, maybe yes. that's a good thing. Yeah, maybe that's a good
0: thing. Well, by pleading guilty to second-degree murder, Sean ensured that he will be eligible for parole 30 years from the date of his arrest in right. May 2001. Sean rocked back and forth as he entered his guilty plea and confessed to Max's killing, stating that he, quote, physically caused the death of Max Kolb, and I intentionally did so, end quote, which is very interesting. Like, you don't really hear that, that kind is... of a confession too often, I especially when you I wanted you're to say San... it was
1: cold blooded Like, I wanted to say cold-blooded, mm. and then I was like, why am I saying Kolb? And then I realized his last name. It was like, yeah. It,
0: that's <laughs> <Yes. horrible. laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Very close. Well, when the judge asked if he intended to kill Max when he stabbed him, Sean answered, yes, your honor. So, but it's interesting because you're still not really hearing a motive out of him. Uh, out of him.
1: Uh, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm confused. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. Well,
0: Sean was sentenced to 30 years to life on March 11th, 2003, but will be eligible for parole in May of 2031, just 10 years from now.
1: And I think this is what's confusing because, like, you know, we kind of get this backstory of him being this, like, presumably, what we know, right? Like this maybe a spoiled little rich kid, you know, crashing into cars. His parents are buying new ones. He's having these big parties for people. Mm -hmm. To me, this case really bothers me because not only is there no real motive, but also let's say the motive was some internal homosexual urge, right? Right. Why tell police that? Like, if you're going to admit that you killed someone and you're somehow embarrassed by some internalized homosexuality, why admit that to police in the first place? Because you're already admitting to the murder. They don't need to know that he rejected your advances. I'm I'm
0: wondering if it is part of what... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt No, I was going to
1: say, I wonder if it was like he was trying to divert something else. Yes, that's what I was
0: going to say. Okay. There has to have been something else. I mean... I don't know. We don't know all the ver- the very specific details. We just know what we were able to share here today on the show. But to me, there had to have been something else going on here. You know what I mean?
1: It, it just seems weird to do this as a first-time offender, then mm. admit to it when you wake up in the car covered in blood. Like, Right. Part of me does think maybe there's an insanity thing here Maybe. Fair. yeah i don't know um i'm and and if there is if there is a legitimate case for it then it deserves to be heard you know what i mean like yeah i'm not i'm not just because he did something horribly you know like and i'm not saying that you know he's not guilty but i do think that this is an odd it's just an odd case for me and it doesn't and- seem to add up
0: to me. and his willingness to just be like yes your honor i right. did kill him like there has to be a motive there that is a little more deep and darker like i almost wonder you know just thinking about the college stuff i'm like i'm sorry the fraternity stuff i'm like does this guy max know something that like this guy doesn't want other people to know does it have to do with the sexuality because we do All hear right. that from time and, to like, time
1: You know, only kind of, like, you know, he takes Max to his first bar. Mm -hmm. He invites him on this camping trip. It's just... I could see there being this homosexuality thing there. You know, like, in some way he's embarrassed. Like, if the motive was he was going to tell the frat brothers and I killed him, that makes sense to me. Like, I can wrap my... I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I can sort of wrap my head around this You get the motive. Yeah, right. Right. But this, it just... It doesn't make any sense to me about any sort of embarrassment. And I think for me, that's what also really bothers me. Because there's just no closure. It just was a complete senseless act for absolutely no reason. And someone had to die callously. uh, Mm. Especially with no motive behind it. So... I can only imagine that the the family of Max Kolb is just I was constantly struggling with this. And, you know, yeah. obviously, l- guys, let us know what you guys think on our social media, on our Facebook. I'm curious to see if you have a motive that we haven't thought of. Maybe there's yeah. something obvious that we haven't thought of. Or if you've heard anything about the case or know anyone. Because, obviously, this is kind of a – for us, like, we have friends that have gone to Hofstra. So it's not like – Yeah, the that's The right. boonies or whatever. But follow us at Jay Thrasher, at Carpe Darren. And we're also on Facebook, of course, Shaken and Disturbed. Uh, and it's just, yeah, I just I'm left a little flabbergasted with this one. It sounds
0: like you're going to be thinking about this one for a while. I
1: am. I? It's it's just I don't know. It makes me a little scared. I got to be yeah. honest. But uh, let's let's end this show with some positivity, shall we?
0: Yeah, let's do that. By the way, we um we did mention the word sussy a couple times. I think it's becoming our new thing. So why don't you tell us what our friend Travis said in our Facebook group?
1: Well, Travis in our Facebook group said, so after listening to the past couple episodes, <laughs> I can't wait to throw out the word sussy. Uh, which she spells with an I or sussy, IE, or sussy with the Y, however you spell it. In my <laughs> mind, it's with a Y. Yes. In my mind, but we're gonna confirm it. We'll we'll confirm, but please feel free to use it in any sort of way. Um, Can't wait to throw the word sussy in a conversation and then act dumbfounded when my friends ask what I said. Um, Sussy, what you don't know that word. And if you don't know the word, are we really friends, anyways? It has become my new favorite word. Thanks, everyone. And just moving forward, if you see merch from us, we will be spelling it S U S S -S Y. (laughs) We are the sussy, the sussy susses Uh, of the squad. Travis, I agree with you. If someone doesn't know what sussy is, I say dump them.
0: Absolutely. And this is a great example of um, you guys have to get all of your friends listening to our show. And if they're not interested, then they're not your friends. Then
1: drop them like a hot potato. Yes, exactly. Um,
0: Thank you, Travis, for that. That one made me laugh. Um, Also, Goon Squad, which is an amazing name on Twitter, said... "Quote that's my type, unavailable straight men." Jay Thrasher has me <laughs> in tears in this week's episode of Shaken and Disturbed. Well, that Goon is squad, your type. That it is your my exact, type. It's your exact I have to type. admit,
1: you love an unavailable straight man. You I love will, that.
0: You love I that. will say this though about unavailable straight man. You know who was an unavailable straight man who was my type. David Archuleta until recently, right so, now he's just
1: an unavailable queer man. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Whatever he may be, he's continuing to be unavailable. Exactly. If, uh, and I think Darren, maybe what we need to do at the end of every episode is uh, do a little like tag, you know, here at the end where I say. And just a reminder, everybody: if you know someone who knows David Archuleta, please let me know. You'll get a shout out on the episode. Trying to make a connection, trying to find my husband out there—it's a very important part of being a listener of the show. I'm just going to add that. that. Yeah, and
1: you know, if you know that, or if you want to join our Patreon and hear (laughs) John talk about unavailable straight men Men. or unavailable queer men in general. we have 15% off our fa- our, of our Patreon if you actually subscribe annually. So this means no monthly billing. That's right. You just subscribe for a year up front and you get everything we have already posted and everything to come. A new murder case just went up last week.
0: That's it's right. very
1: disturbing. It's super cheap and helps support the show and us and we gravely appreciate it. Patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed.
0: Another great thing about Patreon too, I think I mentioned this before, is we are in the DMs there even more than our own social media. So Oh yeah, you we really... comment all the
1: time in real life so
0: yeah if you ever want to connect to us and the only reason is because uh, at least for me Darren like I get the Patreon like notifications or whatever totally. on my phone so every time one of you guys DMs us I see it on my phone I'm like oh it's a Patreon fan and I,
1: I get it
0: on my them. Apple watch and oh look at you one-upping me with an Apple what device interesting a sussy
1: watch. Yes, a sussy sounds watch. like
0: Nadine's back in town
1: that she is baby who
0: loves Apple devices so that's I love right that. Well, guys, this has been a really fun and disturbing episode to break down with you guys. We'll hope to hear your responses on social media or Patreon. And Darren, we'll see you guys next time. Amen. Bye.
1: Bye.